This week on Erotic Awakening, testosterone replacement therapy, pride in a slave, and uncomfortable silence. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and poly... That was one of those uncomfortable silences. That was. <laughs> Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We have guests in the studio, and it's just fucking me up <laughs> because that. this part you that took we've my done. Spot. You yeah, took I know <laughs> this part that we do every week. In the studio with us tonight, this afternoon here at Studio A at the Columbus Space is David and Alexis. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. And please sit there in uncomfortable silence as we knock out the beginning bits before we get to our interview with you guys about testosterone replacement therapy and incredible awesome boners. That's right. Okay. Uh, we'll get there in a moment. But first, Dawn, we have a uh, question of the day. Do we? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm usually taken by surprise with these. The question of the day is, what is it that gives you pride in your slave? In my slavehood? Well, no. In your slave. I don't have a slave. Well, I'll answer that. Okay, you answer. So our question of the day is one of the things that gives you pride in having a slave. Mm -hmm. And the really interesting thing, so instead of talking about you for a moment, I'm going to talk about little, little collared submissive Kaya. Okay. Is it appropriate for me to, so she's off doing, she's just getting ready to graduate uh, a college of some sort. Right. Are you folks college folks? Uh, no. I Good. Know. Okay, then you maybe understand these things. But apparently, she's going to be a doctor. Right. Doctor. She'll have a doctorate. A doctorate. Is that different from yes. being a doctor? Yes. Okay. See, that's something I don't know. And she's getting recruited by all these places that want her to go do doctorate things. Right. Is it appropriate for me to have any, to, for me to be proud of her when I'm not the one going to school getting her doctorate and all that jazz? I think so. So, just like when um, uh, Slave Jem learned the poi... Mm -hmm. Right? She learned it. You didn't teach it to her, but you still had pride right? So in what she had accomplished. So I think it's appropriate. So is it's it, your but, property. That's not, so should I have pride in you for um, doing a couple funerals? I hope so. I'd want you to be proud of me. But I didn't teach you how to make do funerals. But I'm still accomplishing something, and I've become empowered through my slavehood and accomplished it that way. So you are absolutely part of me meeting that goal and doing so, a good job. I actually agree. Mm -hmm. And I agree that it is okay and that a good dominant leader type can have pride in their slave submissive property. Mm -hmm. Pride, though, is a funny word because pride is a it funny includes word. A, this level of assumed attachment. Right. So should I be disappointed if you poorly did funerals? Yes. I think so. I think it, there is an attachment there. And, and I got a feeling your uh, Buddhist side is coming out thinking that there shouldn't be an attachment. But I think there is. I mean, how else, if you are disappointed in something that I do, then I would hope you would step up and say so and either give me the tools to do it better next time or I know you're disappointed and therefore I'm going to create the tools to make sure I do it better next time. So if we think about Slave Jem and her poi, mm -hmm. and for the uh, listeners or people sitting in the audience who don't know, poi is that. Do you guys know what poi is? Mm -mm. 
to, again, it's a half, half, right. half the crowd is in and half the crowd's out. But, so we're not going to bother to go on. Now we'll explain it. So poi, the idea is you've got these little ball, little cups of flame attached to a string, and you spin it around at Burning Man things, or so I've been told. Right. The burner's out there and right now. And it's hard to see. This me. you should do on the video. So yes. you swing it around. So, and you do. But some people now, they don't use the real fire, right? We've had people do poi here in, um, in the space. But they use the, the neon, the LED lighted balls. Oh, okay. And they, they swing. And yeah, it's actually really, really, really like pretty. The and stuff. And yeah. 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 So. And the, as a dancer, she got really good at that. Yeah. So the whole story is Slave Jim is a dancer, mm -hmm. right? And I wanted to have her do something that reflected that ability right. that I could... See, here's the, it's, it's, the language is so tricky. I'm going to mm -hmm. say the whole thing. Okay. That I could show off. Mm -hmm. That I could say, look at what my slave does. Mm -hmm. And I said, slave, go learn how to do poi. Right. And she did. And then I, when we were at uh, a particular Somebody's person's house, house I yeah. know who it was. Yeah. Um, he who should not be named. Got it. We said, hey... Check this out. My slave's going to do poi for you to, mm -hmm. to say thank you for inviting me to our house. And it was particularly awesome because there's this huge lightning storm behind her. So as she's spinning these that. lights around, uh, Thor got involved and all this lightning <laughs> shit behind her. It us, was right? actually really pretty dramatic and amazing. <laughs> and I was proud mm -hmm. of my slave for accomplishing that. Right. Now, the reason I think it's okay to be proud that where your appropriate pride comes in is slave... Go learn to be a clergy. Mm -hmm. And if you need the tools and the foundation, I get to, I invest energy. Right. Ah, that's why it's okay to be proud, because I am investing energy. I never taught Kaya how to do what the fuck she does with whatever she does to get a doctorate. Right. What I did do was give her a foundation so that when she is not feeling like she wants to continue to move forward, that mm -hmm. she does, and she recognizes, look, that's important stuff. You need to go do this stuff. Right. So therefore, it is okay to be... That's, for me, when it's appropriate to be proud of your slave because you have emotionally and energetically mm -hmm. invested in that as well. I get that. So, totally agree. Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree. <laughs> one for us. One for us. <laughs> the score is one nothing, which is good because we're going to get beat up when we do the sexual bucket list score. Uh-oh. If you want to tell us that you're proud of us then you can head over to the contact form of the eroticawakening.com website. So on the website, you will find um, everything about us pretty much. We're pretty much easier to stalk. So there'll be um, so stuff listing where we're presenting, past podcast episodes, link to the newsletter, and other stuff. Or you can follow us on The Fet Life. We are the owners of the Fet Life group, Erotic Awakening. So, yay. Waza. Waza. Speaking of that uh, sexual bucket list, we are just about done. I've been looking forward to it, but now you're saying we're going to get beat up on it, so not so much at the well, moment. Well, the last couple There's... we did not do well. No. What were the last couple about? Well, it was just stuff we don't do. I still do. We did. What? I still do was one of the ones of the last ones. Oh. And we did do that one. Yes, we did do the I still do. As, long as, as well as Frosty Blowjobs. Yes. That would be the Wendy's Frosty, not just Ooh. an attitude. I've done it both ways. You've had a, a frosty attitude while you were giving a blowjob? Yeah, but it wasn't with you. I, <laughs> fuck you. Just, yes. Grumble. That's just fun to think about for some bizarre reason. Um, so here we go with this last four from the 69 things. Okay. At least the last four I can think of. All right. Have you, Dawn, had your feet 
and hands tied down and used at your partner's will. Yes. Check. Wait. Fuck, I have that one as well. You've been tied down? You've been tied down? Haven't I? Were you tied down? Or were you just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Many... Before... Oh, that you... was before me. Before... That was second. Was the original... No, one. One? Yeah, ex-wife number one. I thought number two had done it, too. No. I had already hated it by number one. Okay. Have you ever been tied down and used at your partner's will? Not me. She has. <laughs> that something I could watch. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Absolutely. It's not one of the questions here, but I'll take a point for it. <laughs> there you go. Have you ever held someone down while they got fucked? Have I ever held someone down while they got fucked? Absolutely. Have you? I'm sure, because you fucked many girls that I've been there with, so I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> and have you held me down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can remember the instance on that one. I yeah. think there was crops and kings involved. Mm -hmm. Often yeah. I will hold you down by throwing another slave on top of you. That is true too. That is true too. <laughs> Have you ever been spanked until you literally can't take it anymore? Yes. And his hand was about that big. From swelling up from spanking you? Or that was his hand that size? That was his hand size. For those uh, Or the... with the Lexian paddles. For those at home who can't see Dawn, she held her hands out about 18 inches apart. Barely so, she played with Andre the Giant. I guess so, I yes. met Andre the Giant. Oh, That's that would awesome. have been a spanking. <laughs> I shook his hand before, too. Have you ever masturbated to Andre the Giant? No. I haven't, actually. <laughs> I have a feeling there's a yet in there now. Have you ever masturbated to David Bowie? No, but I should. I don't think I masturbate to, like, real, live superstars. Uh-huh. I don't think. What about real live regular people? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Andre the Giant, she's got an issue that she needs to address right now. <laughs> oh, no. She, uh, she has quite the attachment to the current wrestler uh, known as the Big Show, who was previously billed as Andre the Giant's fictional son. Oh. He's about seven foot four, and he was 500 pounds. Now he is... Seven foot four, four hundred and some pounds with fucking abs somehow. <laughs> nice. You got me an action figure for Christmas. So you like so you like tall people with less... tall broad people. I'm only half of that. I've got Anybody some with Viking like. I've got some BBW alien porn you would love. We'll talk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those books I've been reading. I'm just watching as I lose control of the podcast. Yeah. Real like, real yeah so. uh, and finally, awesome. Don, uh, get someone or give someone oral under their desk. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've actually got photographs. We've got pictures. Um, under a desk, I guess I will take half credit on this. Because you received, or have you been under there trying? I have not done so. I've not given anyone oral from under a desk. This is a desk. This is a table. Uh huh. It's close to a desk. I'm not going <laughs> to work to get that point now, but I will consider that later. I think that's fun. And that is a random. So how Sexual many did we list. end up not getting? Uh, like I will have eight to go or something. Yeah, there was a good number of that. We are obviously not as kinky as we wish we were. Yeah, but we should make up our own bucket list and see how and and make it and then give it to people to see how many they've done of stuff that we've already done because we've done some shit <laughs> that wasn't on that bucket list. It's not a bad idea. Have you ever been fucked in the middle of a dungeon while being made to act like a puppy or a pig? Yes. Me. No, I was going to say, you know, I've been involved in that. Yes. Um, how about, have you ever been in the midst of fucking and someone came up to you and said, good morning, 
and you casually gave, gave them, them a, a good kiss. morning kiss. Yes. Yes, very good. Um, have you ever spanked someone until they came? I have not spanked someone until they came, and I've been this close of being spanked until I came. Have you spanked someone until they came? Guilty as charged. Obviously, or you wouldn't have asked the question. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So there they is... Those need to go on people's bucket list. There, yeah, well, why not? <laughs> get to work, you two. All right. Uh, so that's that. We're just about to get into our interview. I do want to mention... The Rotic Awakening Podcast and Dan and Dawn are directly supported by you, our friends and listeners. Head over to the Rotic Awakening website and click on the Support Us on Patreon button. Toss us as little as a dollar to keep the podcast going. Or kick in a bit more and get access to the secret Facebook group, free books, and Kickstarter cards. Or even one-on-one time with Dan and Dawn. You are actually... Us. Yes, it is us. And we actually have a new Patreon subscriber, Hoobie-Doober, whose name I did not write down, but we I will. Had, yeah, we had a couple. We also had one that... Um, he started out as a dollar and upped it to five because he said he was listening to all of our stuff and he was definitely getting more than a dollar's worth there you go. <laughs> out of the podcast. And we actually have some uh, content that I'm going to be releasing. We have a uh, sensual spanking video. Oh, yeah. That we taught that class and we mm-hmm. recorded. I'm going to stick that out there for our Patreon subscribers as well. Oh, nice. So only the Patreon subscribers get to see it? I wouldn't say only. Yeah. I would say that all subscribe, all EA listeners will immediately go subscribe so oh, that they that can see it. Oh, that would be nice. You were saying something earlier that if they all subscribed a dollar a piece, we would be like NPR. Oh, my God. If everybody, listen, if everybody that listened to the podcast donated a dollar a month, we'd be able to do so much content. It is not even funny. Meh. Whatever. So, but that would be awesome. Whatever. So I did want to mention something before we get moving on. Um, for the question of the day, I think we're going to start a contest because we need some more questions of the day. After 500 or 450 episodes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. So <laughs> It was just interesting how we, as we have our uh, uh, David and Alexa in the studio with us, we were explaining how we do question of the day, which is this long sitting here going through FetLife, right. trying to mine or, one out that we haven't Reddit done. Reddit or something like that. We used to have a spreadsheet that was full of questions of the day and topics and stuff like that, and we'd be able to, to pick it, but we've been through them all. So what we'd like to do is a question of the day contest. So if you guys that are listening have questions of the day, and they can be anything. They can be sacred sexuality. They can be power exchange. They can be poly, kink in general, um, you know, whatever you've got. Um, if you have a question of the day, write us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. And then what we'll do is we'll put everybody's name into a basket, and we'll draw a name out at the end of January, and somebody gets a deck of Kickstarter cards. And we'll do the question of the day on air. Absolutely. Obviously. So, and put on there how you want to be mentioned on the podcast. Yes. We're actually so. going to do all your questions on there. That's really what we're going for is Absolutely. we're buying your questions of the day. Yep. But somebody gets a deck of Kickstarter cards. So let's get into the interview as soon as you tell us about Tentacle Links. Uh, Tentacle Links got them from Shan Wow and Mr. T, who sent us some octopus art. And then Ohio Hedgehog, who likes to send me a list of things. So I've been going through those. So, good stuff. Shane Wow does not have time what? to send you tentacle links. No. She has a leather event coming up quickly. Oh, she does. Yes, yeah, she, she needs to be focused on that. So, needs to be focused. <laughs> but you don't know how much tentacle stuff I got for Christmas. Some people yes, do. that don't even know why I like tentacle stuff is giving me tentacle stuff. I don't know what bothers <laughs> me more. When you're, how, how old is uh, the younger son? He'll turn 27 in four days. So I don't know what bothers me more. When the younger son gives you tentacle stuff 
right? Or the fact that you're going to give him a flogger for, for Christmas. His birthday. Or for, for birthday. For his birthday, yes. Yeah. I don't know. You know, actually, I do know which one bothers me more. Yeah, which one? The flogging. Because the, yeah. then he's going to be like, I don't know how to use this thing. No, we've set up a workshop that he can go to because we're going to be out of town. And there's a workshop here at the space. Let's give him a pass to that workshop. Okay. So okay. We can do that. So, because I, yeah, no. But you know what? In actuality, he is very shy with talking about all that stuff. And we've been really open to him and told him he could ask any questions. And he has not done that. And then recently, he, I went over to visit him and he stopped me in the parking lot. And he wanted to know if I knew anybody that made them. Yeah. And I said, absolutely what do you think I do, right? You know? And then I told him I was on my way to the space to speak to a vendor, as a matter of fact, that did fabulous floggers. And then he asked how much it was, and I told him about what they ran. He goes, maybe not, because I don't even know if I'll like it. So I got him one from that dude for, for his birthday. We'll see how it goes. I just won't let him open it up in front of anybody else. We will have to do another um, podcast related to having... Children that are in the lifestyle. Yeah. Simply because I remember when we started this podcast 10 years ago, and neither one of the kids were that old. Right. It was like, ew, creepy. I don't even want my kids to be involved in anything. Right. And now, like Alex, Alexis here, you know, you guys have no kids, right? Three. You have three kids. Yeah. And you're looking forward to them joining the lifestyle, right? They I'm, already. I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to answering any questions they have, and if they lean that way, I'm more than happy to guide them. How old's the oldest? Uh, he's six, six so it's, we got some time. <laughs> you you have some time. time. They're still tying up Barbie dolls at this point, I'm uh, assuming. Yeah. Well, he, Jace has gotten uh, into the handcuffs. He's really about the handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is, we used to be like, ooh, I don't even want my kids ever to be involved in this stuff. But now that they're older... And getting involved, it's like, well, shit, if, you, if you're going to get involved. and one's 27. I would just assume, right? I know the people you need to talk to. You know, I know, I've got, we've got all the the resources. Right. I just don't want you to see me Right, we're not mom. going to the right. same parties. Yeah. So, well, and even, um, and this w- would make a really great topic because, um, and I know someone else we can talk to, uh, Kinky and Geeky, right? B and A were here, and her son Came in. Oh, right, yeah. Right, so, and there was people that knew him that were here as well, and yeah, so I don't know that he ever went into the dungeon, but he did stay out and play the board games, so, Ugh. right, and that's what, that's what A was saying, A was like, we will never be at the same party, <laughs> so, you know, we gotta figure out how to make this work. Well, let's save all that for a new Absolutely. topic. Uh, last thing I want to mention before we get into our topic really quickly is we will be traveling in the month of January to Phoenix, Woo-hoo. March Atlanta, March Cleveland, March Chicago, which is not on here. Um, I think we have a couple of Chicagos, and yeah. So. Then we have July, and so it's booking up. Um, so today's topic, here we are at the 19-minute mark, and finally you guys are allowed to speak again. <laughs> Although, they've been speaking along the way. Uh, what is that guy's name? Big John? See, Big John Studd is the guy. I That's know. an older guy. Yeah. That's an older guy. Uh, he's I... from Under the Giant Days. Yeah, yeah. So Big John Studd. Yeah, this, Big Show. Met him this guy, yeah, his name's Paul White. He goes by Big Show. Um, and uh, he's a very large man. He's done acting gigs and stuff. And uh, I may have to look him up. She's... Is he jingle all the way? No. Oh. no. Have you seen Jumanji? The new Jumanji. We want to see the new Jumanji. Oh, we do want to yeah. see that. It no looks spoilers, very But I will no, say. No good? Uh, it, very good. And the two best actors in that movie were Jack Black, no surprise, I think he's a pretty yeah. good actor, and 
Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Who's a hell of a lot better actor than the other two people who are actual actors, in my opinion. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Today we are talking about not that. Um, so, David, you reached out a while ago and you said you would be willing to come on the show and talk about, uh, and my understanding is we're going to talk a little bit about testosterone replacement therapy and the reason for testosterone replacement yeah. therapy. So let's start off with testosterone replacement therapy. Therapy implies a lack of testosterone to start with. Correct. Yeah, it implies low testosterone levels so in general. Me, so let's play with that. So first off, how old are you? Uh, I'm 33. Okay. So that is not a age that you would normally expect us to hear someone say, you know, I've got low testosterone levels. Right. So tell me the story of that. So honestly, how that came about is uh, I had increased I had increased uh, lethargic feeling. I was just tired more often. Um, we had some some intimacy issues when it came to you know like changing positions or going you know being in an awkward position that we don't typically utilize. Um, I would have some difficulties with you know maintaining erection and things like that during those periods. Um, there would just be less drive in general. I just wanted mm -hmm. less, um, which is which was strange for us because our relationship really started with a bang. You know, started very quickly. Literally. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there was a really high drive for a long time, and then it it curtailed. And um, I know that was one of the things that really affected uh, Alexis emotionally. Is that you know it's hard not to put that on yourself as the other partner. But, I mean, obviously, you know us, you know our relationship, there's not a desire issue there. Mm -hmm. It's It was something deeper, and I knew that, and I was trying to get that point across. So, um, when my insurance situation at work got better, um, I finally went in. You know, the way I felt, I figured there had to be a laundry list of things wrong. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a heavy person, I'm, I'm overweight. So, I expected a whole list of what I needed to fix. I went in. All of my levels for for everything were perfect. Cholesterol's normal, uh, blood sugar's normal, no signs of, of heart disease, no diabetes. Great. So all the things I typically expected I would hear some inkling of or at least warnings of, those were all totally fine. Only two things came up on this entire panel. Uh, my vitamin D was extremely low for whatever reason, uh, like a tenth of what it should have been. Okay. And then my testosterone uh, was extremely low. What they say the numbers were? They said healthy numbers were between 600 and about 600 parts and 900 parts. Um, and my testosterone level was at 116. Okay. So we're talking 20% of the low end of normal. Yeah. So that's extremely low. Did they have a re any theory on why? Um, their, their partial thought was that it may have been partially thyroid-based. Okay. Um, thyroid runs your, you know, all your hormones throughout your body. So, uh, there were some issues there. It could have been partially thyroid based. Um, they said they were going to try some initial treatments and see how I reacted to them. Um, as far as the, the results, they were pretty much, uh, almost immediate, like within a couple of days of the first injection. Um, I noticed a much higher energy level overall, obviously a much higher drive. So that's the injection of the testosterone. Yes. So they didn't work with the thyroid at all because it seemed to be normal except for... It's, yeah, my other okay. hormones were level were normal except testosterone, which is why okay. they wanted to try the direct testosterone first before any kind of thyroid-based treatment because they said if it's typically the thyroid, all kinds of hormones will be right. up and down. Right. 
Now with your, so I guess because of the low levels of testosterone, they didn't start off with, I know there's a gel and there's right. suppositories. There are a couple and, of different ones, yeah. So did they, they skipped all that and went right through to the injections. Well, injections not necessarily the most severe or the highest dose. Honestly, the highest dose comes from a lot of the topicals. Okay. From what the doctor had showed me. Um, for whatever reason, insurance companies are extremely picky when it comes to, um, you know, any kind of hormone therapy or sexual therapy and anything like that. They're very picky about their methods. Yeah. And, and sexuality in general. Yeah. When I asked the, um, my insurance company, if they would cover, uh, things like the, uh, Cialis or Viagra, mm -hmm. purely for recreational use, mind you. Yeah. Uh, their response was, well, generally, no, and then they laughed a lot. <laughs> well, um, luckily, I have pretty good insurance through work, and they actually didn't have any problems with that. Oh, really? Um, they, and, and I won't say that mine was purely recreational. Mine was partially tied to the low T issue, uh, so we trying both in conjunction to see how things work. Um, so I got a couple samples of one called Stendra, which seemed to work really well. But then Stendra wasn't covered under my insurance. Of course. So Stendra is a testosterone replacement? No, or is it no a... Stendra is an ED medication. Okay. I don't, I don't know that one. Um, so that one wasn't covered by insurance, so they just switched it to, to Viagra, just okay. to uh, the Sildenafil, you know, generic version of it. But it, right. same thing. Um, so that's just as needed. And then the main regimen, the regimented, therapy is the testosterone and what's is that weekly monthly it's uh it's supposed to be a bi-weekly injection um although there is some room to move around with it um what we spoke about when we set up the therapy was see how you feel if you notice a dip where you're feeling like a withdrawal type symptom then you know maybe do it you know maybe slightly more often or slightly more but you obviously want to take these things into consideration because essentially, I mean, we're talking about the same potential issues as an anabolic steroid. It's the same thing. Okay. Um, you're just being more responsible about your dosages and, and you know, keeping track of how you feel as a result. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed any negative side effects? Anger or short-temperedness or anything like that? Well, I haven't noticed anything along those lines, like the typical roid rage kind of thing. I think that's because these are more therapeutic doses. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm taking like a milliliter at a time, whereas, you know, if, you know, I actually did watch a couple documentaries on anabolic steroids prior to going into the doctor uh, on Netflix, and there's actually a really good one called Bigger, Faster, Stronger. Okay. It's a really great documentary, and it's actually made by a filmmaker who had hidden the fact that he was on steroids from his family for years. Um, but those doses, you know, they're taking 10, 20 milliliters in any given dose. I'm not going to take that much over the course of a year. Right. You know, so, um, obviously when you get crazy doses, then your body is going to have those kind of strange reactions. Um, and that's when your body's going to start withdrawing also from its own testosterone production. Right. So have you looked at, um, the results of long-term effects of doing this? Because I know like... Women, if we're told to, um, that we can do estrogen mm -hmm. therapy, then we have to start looking out for what breast cancer and, you know, and all this other type of stuff. There's the long-term effects. Right. And 
why some women won't do that sort of therapy. Right. Have you heard anything like that with the testosterone therapy? Um, nothing, nothing serious to the level of, of like cancer scares or anything right, like right. that. Um, there is, there is a little bit of a chance for some, some atrophy, some testicular atrophy just because they're not working as hard at their normal oh, job. Really? Yeah. Um, we've not found that to be something that's happened, but uh, obviously we're still relatively new into it about a month in. Um, so we don't have an issue there. The one thing that they did mention is since your body is going to create more est- or more testosterone, um, your body is also going to naturally have a, a bit more estrogen to try to keep up. The testosterone is mm-hmm. always going to be ahead. Uh-huh. Um, but as a result of the additional estrogen, you could get gynecomastia, which basically just, you know, man boobs, essentially. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm a heavy guy, so I've already experienced that phenomenon without <laughs> any hormonal <laughs> issues. Um, so that's not going to bother me too terribly much. We can always work through that with okay. targeted exercises and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... So what has so if you were at let's say prior to any low testosterone and when you got some fresh and new new relationship energy and all that <laughs> kind of stuff, your uh, horny level was a ten. Yeah. At one month in, what would you say your horny level is at? Uh, I I think that we're beyond where we were when we started. Okay. I think that we've actually broken past that ceiling. Not only have we come back from the valley, but we've gone beyond our previous peaks. Um, there are times. You know, particularly on the weekends where I'm available from from work, and you know, at the end of a weekend, we just can't move because if we have time to ourselves, we take advantage of He's it. It's like now. I gotta stop. I'm raw. I'm raw. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, when you have to stop because of friction and 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 those kind of things, rather than just not wanting to anymore, that's yeah. that's a good sign. Does it has it changed your um, ejaculatory pattern? Which do you last longer? I do last longer, yeah. Yeah, we have noticed that, and it's much easier to perform multiple times simultaneously. Um, I mean, there were a couple of times where I was ready to go again, and she was caught completely off guard. She thought she was ready to take a nap, and <laughs> your nap's not, your nap time's not yet. Let me get a nap. So I, I've got a question for you. Um, so did you take it personally when his sex drive dropped off oh yeah i think as a person who's also heavy who's dealt with like i think any heavy person has dealt with body image issues most of their life um and someone who tries to be real body positive and runs a body positive blog and tries to encourage other people Mm -hmm. it's really hard not to take that personally when you're at home and you're feeling like you know i don't know what the other issue is if it's not me like right and i think the thing that we were talking about on the way here too is talking about um that men are made to feel like this isn't even something they can look for a solution to because mm-hmm. it's because if you can't you know you can't talk about it so i think that not only did i not know that i wasn't the problem we weren't really actively together looking for a solution to the problem because it's so hard to talk about mm-hmm. right not right. being able to to feel like yeah. the manliness yeah as a man experiencing those symptoms you almost kind of want to withdraw and that's the last thing she wants right so she feels like if I'm withdrawing, it's because she's the problem, and it just creates this domino effect. Uh, and I mean, it's the thing. The reason why I want to talk about this is because uh, I think that you know. And granted, this is kind of a more evolved situation than being out in the vanilla world. I think we kind of understand a little more about the issues we run into in the bedroom. But it's still important for guys to understand that they 
can talk to their doctor, they can get to the bottom of these issues and they can let their partner know if they're experiencing something right away because then they don't have to put that on them, you know, uh, through inaction and through not talking. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, we've, we've spent enough time in this community and, and at play events and things like it's obvious that we have a desire for one another. And it's obvious that when we play, you know, we have that bond and we have that connection and, and I can hurt you as well as anybody else. You know, I, it's, <laughs> it's not a lack of manliness if you have a problem that needs to be addressed. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good thing to, to be able to have that level of, uh, confidence in your relationship that you can have those conversations and all, only good things have come from the communication over the issue. Well, and I think it's so silly, too, that we waited so... Like, part of it was an insurance issue, but also part of it was not wanting to address it with each other right. and admit there was a problem and go see somebody. And, like, thinking about, you know, if insurance hadn't been an issue, that would have been better. But going back to, you know, how long, it, six months or however, whenever it started, um, you know, if we had gone then and, and talked to somebody or if we had addressed the problem then, thinking about how much... <laughs> grief that would have saved us you know but a lot of people i mean so i know at least our generation you know because we're a little bit older than you guys it's still hard to talk about right i'm assuming the man feels like he's not being manly enough Mm -hmm. us women we're taking it personally because obviously if we were desirable enough there wouldn't be an issue Mm -hmm. logically we know it could be you know physical not emotional and um still really hard to talk about so I'm glad you guys were able to talk about that so but I know so how do you feel now <laughs> exhausted <laughs> <laughs> but I think too like one of the things that's come out of it um and I can't attribute this to the medication because I don't know if if getting the medicine is is really I don't know if this is actually a side effect of the medicine but just knowing that you're doing something to help yourself and to, to solve an issue, mm-hmm. I think gives him more confidence. And then the confidence has made him more decisive, a little bit more aggressive, a little, mm-hmm. you know, things that I think he wanted but wasn't working toward because... And I would say aggressive in, in the way as in, like, initiating more play and yeah. mm-hmm. playing in a bit more primal manner, you know, not... You didn't make my coffee right screaming yeah. at you. Just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. But, no, but it's given you more confidence and made you more decisive, I think, too, and... So has that helped your power exchange relationship? Yeah, yeah it's definitely helped our power exchange relationship. Mm-hmm. We've we've had fewer, fewer of those struggles. You know, there are times where I was very easygoing as a top, especially when I was in that low area, mm-hmm. and she almost felt like she was topping from the bottom because I wasn't decisive and I wasn't asserting myself. Well, because mm-hmm. when you've got something eating at you and you know that there's a communication that the two of you should be having that you're not having, it makes you less confident, mm-hmm. I think, in the top position. Would you agree? I, I would agree. Um, I mean, it's definitely paid dividends all over the place. I I asserted myself and put myself out there for a, a promotion opportunity at work that I didn't feel like was going to be the best fit before, and I got that opportunity, and I started that early this last week so I mean it's paid dividends across the board as far as not only in the bedroom it just lets you live a fuller life when you are the when you're at the levels you're supposed to be at mm-hmm. 
Makes sense. And one thing men, I don't think, uh, in general realize is that it's not just an issue of, like, erections. There's so many symptoms that can come from having low testosterone that you may not realize that that could be the issue. Like, depression feelings and... Mental fog. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Things like that that I don't think... You know, people attribute to that. And that's hormone in general. Yeah. Because even women get that. Yeah. Right. You know, when my hormones are out of balance, because I do have a thyroid issue, it is. It's the mental fog. It's the memory. It's the just trying to put words with things. Mm-hmm. And all that gets involved. We would go to, we would go visit family, and I couldn't sit in a chair or couch for like five minutes without falling asleep. I was so out of it. I had no energy. And I couldn't, I mean, I've always been a bright person, but I've, you know, a foggy version of me can usually pass in the world because mm-hmm. I'm pretty bright, but uh, I knew I wasn't at my potential. And, you know, being on therapy for a short while, kind of getting cycled onto it and feeling back at a, a normal level. Um, between that and the, the vitamin D, they gave me like a super dose vitamin D to kick it back up to right. normal within right. a month or so beyond my multivitamin. Um, and why should you self- give yourself injections in the leg? It's just super hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> needles aren't really a kink you can explore right around here, but you get you like watching that. No, just because like it's you're taking control of your own situation and you're confident when you're doing it, and just watching you like, yep, this is what I do now in the morning is just kind of like a nice feeling. Yeah. Well, how about that? I don't. I don't know if there's a name for that kink, but you just made it up. Nice. Uh, nothing, nothing wrong with a little medical play. <laughs> so one more question for you, if you don't mind. Yeah. And it's not even for you. It's for, for Alexis. So it was uh, a 10, right? Mm-hmm. The horny level, his horny level was 10. At the beginning, yeah. Right. Yeah. And we'll say that your horny level was 10 as well, mm-hmm. and you guys were well matched. Yeah. Are you at all concerned that as time goes by and he goes to 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, that he'll become too horny for you? I don't think so. I think I'm. I think I've always been able to keep up, haven't I? Yeah, I, I would say at this point, that's never been an issue where you're falling behind. No, I mean, um, just need to take care of the friction issues. Yeah, the yeah. friction <laughs> issues, more lube, just invest in some more supplies. But uh, yeah, I think I'll be some kind of you know skin recovery lotion. <laughs> Luckily, there's times where we have to be apart, and so, like, when you're at work, we have to be with the kids. Like, we, we have forced downtime, which which helps. So, basically, what you're saying is that the only reason you're healthy is because you guys spend four or five hours apart? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will sign up for this testosterone replacement therapy immediately. Um, I don't know if I'm that's the, the effect with everybody or if that's like just... Coming from such a low place, Yeah, maybe. being so low for so long, if this is just catch-up, like, oh, we're really excited no, now. No, no, you're just horn dogs. Kind of, okay. <laughs> drop <laughs> Thank you for supporting the podcast. Toss us a dollar and head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the support us on Patreon button. Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe, and the song is Win. Our official EA twatter is Andy. The person we've seen most recently is... Damn it, didn't get her name, but she showed up to my class Wednesday night, so I'm all excited because she got to meet me. I need to find out her name. She's going to be listening. She's going to be listening because she listened to the podcast. For the last time, her, I'm sure. I, after know, that. I need her to give me her name. The provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jack Hammond, Goodwood to the North of the Sequential Six podcast. The current sender of tentacles is Shanwow Mr. T, along with Ohio Hedgehog. And the official food that goes on boobs is lactating cupcakes. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.